Well, hello, my health masters, friends, and family, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Nostin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're all having an absolutely blessed day today, and lots of stuff going on, as always. I saw an article this morning, and this is interesting, because, you know, we constantly get caught up into this left-right paradigm with the Republican versus Democrat, and we've all talked about that in detail. And I think everybody's realized now that whether you have an R in front of your name or a D in front of your name, it doesn't really make a difference as far as what you're about. The truth is you're either a patriot or you're essentially a communist. That's really what it comes down to now. Let's, let's put real labels on stuff. And just to amplify that and clarify that, the House – Yesterday, if you guys saw this, voted to pass H.R. 550. Eighty House Republicans voted yes on this. Eighty House Republicans. And now you're going, Austin, what is H.R. 550? Well, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. H.R. 550 is the Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act, which will fund the federal vaccination database to include all COVID-19 jabbed individuals. The bill provides $400 million in taxpayer funds to the immunization system data modernization and expansion defined as a confidential population-based computerized database that records all immunization doses administered by any healthcare provider to any person within the area covered by that database, which is the entire United States. The result of the provision expands the capabilities of the CDC and the public health department in sharing all health data with the federal government. This is insane. Representative Mary Miller, one of the 130 Republicans who voted no, thank goodness we have a few of them in there that are halfway decent, told Breitbart on Wednesday the legislation would enable the federal government to track unvaccinated Americans. She said these systems are designed to allow for sharing of crucial information and maintenance of records. Do we really trust the government to protect our medical records and not do anything sinister with them? Noted that the legislation provides blue states millions of taxpayer dollars to enforce Vaccine mandates, including developing public-private partnerships to help with technical assistance, training, and related implementation support of vaccine mandates. What they're pretty much doing here in this bill is they're telling you they're going to give grants and they're going to give money to, when it says public-private partnerships, it means they're going to give grants and money to good little slave companies. So if a company is a good little peasant company and they like to promote vaccines and they're mandating their employees get injected, they're going to actually give these companies grants and money in order to enforce and push more vaccine mandates. I kid you not. It goes on to further here. Representative Byron Donalds, Republican out of Florida, also voted no. He said the legislation only serves to expand the power of the federal government and trample individual rights. This legislation would unnecessarily appropriate millions of taxpayer funds intended to expand bureaucracy in Washington, a database solely created to record and collect confidential vaccination information of Americans explicitly encroaches upon an individual's fundamental right to medical privacy he's 100 percent right now you got to look at this though the big picture the very fact that they are voting on this bill the very fact we had 80 republicans vote yes on it shows you 
where the next move in the chess game is. They are planning on trying to implement a full-blown database, and they can tie that in to the vaccine passport that they are very, very aggressively working on now globally. Because what's going to happen is, you have to understand, the only way to go to the next level of tyranny, the next level of tyranny, is to completely and totally restrict anybody from doing anything if they don't have the passport. This is already being done in numerous countries. You guys have seen it in Lithuania. You've seen it in Austria. You've seen it in Australia now, as we've seen this. This is the next phase, and the only way to fully implement this and make it actually go into place is to have a full database. The CDC cards that people carry around – those are easily faked from what I've heard. It's not something that has really any strong function on maintaining this government monitoring of vaccination records. So interesting to see on here. Not surprised that we have a lot of Republicans that are completely compromised. So again, always remember, it doesn't necessarily matter Democrat or Republican. It means what they stand for and their constitutional and patriotic beliefs and what they actually do. So just remember that. Also, too, in other news, this is something that I found really interesting. They have now come out now, and the administration is now saying that the COVID strategy proposal of what they're wanting to implement now is to require all travelers in the U.S. to self-quarantine for seven days, even if they've tested negative with fines and penalties for those who don't. So just to clarify this, just to clarify this, you come into the country from Europe, say on vacation, you test negative, which they make you take a test like every 24 hours. It's asinine. You get into the country, you still test negative. And now you have to go basically on house arrest in your home. And if you get caught leaving your home within that seven-day period, even with a negative test, they want to fine you. This is the next phase. And there can be zero, zero compromise with this. Under no circumstance, under any level, does anybody have a right to tell you you have to stay in your house as a healthy individual? I remember we talked about this on the show two months ago. This is the first time in recorded history we've quarantined and punished people for being healthy. We've taken people that had no symptoms, no problems, no health issues, and we're saying you have to stay in your house and you can't leave. The same thing that was laughable over the weekend, I told you guys, with Australia. And they've now said in Australia – we found four cases of the Omicron transformer variant now. The, you know, the new, the new variant that we, that we, that we came up with because we just, we just start looking for stuff and we find it. <laughs> they said that they tested four people were positive for Omicron in Australia because they did specific genome testing on Sunday and confirmed two overseas travelers who arrived in Sydney on Saturday night were infected with the new COVID variant. Now, here's the funny part again. Both passengers were asymptomatic when they arrived and now are in isolation, and both were fully vaccinated. So let me get this straight. These two clowns got fully vaccinated. They had no symptoms and were perfectly healthy. They flew on a plane. They didn't fail a PCR test. They didn't fail a COVID test. They took genome testing and tried to figure out a way to concoct a story and found out, hey, guess what? We've basically sequenced this one genome, and we think we've made it uh, legit. So they're, they're Omicron positive now, and now they're basically making them quarantine. 
no rapid test, no PCR test, even as a failure as that is, no symptoms, fully vaccinated, are now being quarantined for 14 days or more because the government said you tested positive for essentially a made-up variant that nobody knows anything about because we genome tested it. This is the problem, and this is the slippery slope that we've warned about. When you start allowing complete and total government overreach with no oversight whatsoever, and they can continue to do whatever they want with impunity, this is where they take it. Now, they randomly pick people off planes with no symptoms that are perfectly healthy, that are fully injected with the RNA gene therapy, and they say, guess what? We found out you have the uh, the uh, Omicron genome in your last test, and so you've got to quarantine now. This is where they're going to take it to the next level, to the point you're going to be perfectly healthy. You're going to be perfectly acute. You're not going to have any symptoms for anything. And they're just going to randomly come up and say, guess what, guys? We've decided you were close to somebody at some point via app tracing, contact tracing in Publix. And you were encounter, you encountered somebody that tested positive for Omicron. You now have to stay in your house for 14 days and self-quarantine. Say they won't do it? They're already doing it in Australia. Remember the 36 individuals who are physically extracted from their homes because they came in contact with somebody who tested positive, who had no symptoms? Yes, that's the next step. When they can no longer keep the lie and the narrative going, they have to start making up reasons to arrest, quarantine, and lock people up. And that's where the next phase of this is in the future if people don't stand up and say, no, I will not comply. What do you think, Dan? I think that if we don't comply, we're going to be a whole lot better off. I mean, uh, look at this mess, you know, with Marcus Lamb and my deepest condolences to his family that he died, you know, the founder of Daystar Network. I mean, he was put into the hospital. Now I found out that his blood oxygen was still at 92 when he was put into the hospital and supposedly brought a whole team of lawyers in with him when he went in this. They wouldn't do things to him like put him on remdesivir. But now we don't really know what happened to him in there because he ended up, you know, dying in the hospital. So we have to ask ourselves a question. What happens to you when you go into the hospital? What kind of papers do you sign when you go into the hospital? Are you giving them full carbonc immunity against anything they do to you? Are they allowed to follow the full medical procedure against you, against your wishes, against your attorney's wishes if you go in? Pretty good question, isn't it? I mean, how in the world do we know that they don't give you remdesivir when you told them not to give you remdesivir? How do we know that? How do we know what they're giving you unless you run a full autopsy with a full tox screen after the person's died to see if you can find some kind of remnants of remdesivir in the tox screen? We know it's an incredibly expensive drug they put into you, and we know they get incredible amounts of money every time they have somebody diagnosed with a COVID death in a hospital. So where do you fall in this? I mean, where is the res- where where is where are your rights? You know, here's the interesting thing. I remember years ago I went in for back surgery. They made me sign all these papers before they do the surgery, which basically said if the doctor finds something while I'm under anesthesia that he feels he needs to fix, that they can do what they want to do without waking me up. I'm like, what the heck? I don't like that at all. I I deleted it. I said, no, I'm not going to do this. I said, you can take me out of anesthesia. You can put me back, wake me back up again, make sure I'm awake and ask me what you're going to do to me. But guys, This is what happens to you when you go into this Rockefeller Rothschild Industrial Medical Complex. It really is. You don't know what they're going to do to you. And that's why so many people have all these lawsuits going now. 
In fact, I spoke with another friend of mine, who's another doctor, and he told me last night, he said he has, and he's representing three, six people who were put into the hospital. They were, they told the doctors absolutely under no circumstances that they to get remdesivir. All six of them miraculously survived their hospital experience, and when they ran blood tests on themselves after they got out, they all had residues of remdesivir in their blood. They had all been given remdesivir against their wishes, all of them. Now there's a class action lawsuit going on against the hospital that had done this. So this is not something that's isolated. When you have a hospital that has specific procedures that they produce and perform on people that go into the you know, medical protocol, it's what they do. I had a friend of mine yesterday call me up, and his wife basically ended up having breast cancer, and now they did a double mastectomy on her, and I could go into detail, but I'm not. And it ended up happening that now he's got all these issues, and the cancer spread. And now we found out that they want to put her on chemotherapy, and he's asking me all these questions. And I told him, I said, look, you're out of my field now. You know, I was trained as a naturopath. I mean, that's all I, I didn't, I wasn't trained in oncology. I said, you're out of my field. You guys, and this is the thing that happens when we step into the medical model. All of a sudden, you know, we become, you know, at their, basically at their mercy. If whatever they want to do to us, they do to us. So be very, very careful on what you allow them to do to you and what you sign off on. It's very important. Also, I want to mention, too, uh, yesterday's show, for various reasons, wasn't able to be posted. One thing that I'd covered on the show yesterday, if you heard it live, was the fact that the pilot on the Lolita Express, Jeffrey Epstein's jet, that I've got a friend of mine who knows him, and he said that Trump was indeed on that aircraft. Now, he didn't say that Trump went to Lolita Island. He didn't say that. He just said that Trump would travel on that airplane, and we have to understand that a lot of these guys who run in these upper circles as far as these private jets, they trade planes all the time because one plane's in the shop getting an annual, one plane's getting a repair, and they let somebody else use their aircraft. So that by itself does not indicate that there's a problem with Trump going to Lolita Island. That was never said or brought out at court. But as we mentioned to you on Tuesday, the hardcore leftist liberal lesbian judge – is pretty much suppressing a whole bunch of evidence. Remember I told you that would happen and not allowing the media to come into the courtroom whatsoever and actually videotape what's happening. I guess she doesn't want to turn it into a giant circus. But now Geraldo Rivera has come in and defended Ghislaine Maxwell. I mean, I, sometimes when I read this stuff, it kind of just – it's so mind-boggling to me. Because, you know, Geraldo Rivera, he's like 80 years old now. He's, you know, basically, you know, pushing past his prime. I guess I could say that. And I'll say that about myself when I'm pushing 80. I'll tell you that I'm pushing past my prime. And he basically is defending just Lane Maxwell. And they end up having this big fight on Fox News. Now, does that mean that this is what Geraldo Rivera believes? I don't know. Is he just doing it, kind of like going into Al Capone's vault again, another big giant publicity stunt for himself? Probably trying to make himself relevant again. But an argument erupted on Fox News. The Five on Monday when hosts Jesse Waters and Daigle McDowell discussed Ghislaine Maxwell being denied med bail with Fox News personality Geraldo Rivera. And why ever, And I still don't know why he's a Fox News personality. He's very, very liberal. Maxwell was the former lover of convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. This is from Newsweek. And is accused of being his chief enabler, recruiting and grooming young girls. Allegations come from four women who say Epstein abused them as teenagers between 1994 and 2004. On the show, Rivera made reference to Daryl Brooks. Now, listen to this. This is how stupid this is. This is, like, unbelievably dumb. I don't know if this is age catching up to him or not. On the show, Rivera made reference to Daryl Brooks, 
who was charged with six counts of first-degree intentional homicide on Monday following the Waukesha Christmas Parade tragedy. He compared the fact that Brooks had been allowed bail when Maxwell was being denied. Now, stop it, Geraldo. What is wrong with you? That is a stupid analogy. The guy was allowed bail, and he went out and he killed six people. Therefore, Maxwell needs to have bail. Wait a minute. You just you just cut your own throat with that stupid analogy. Obviously, Daryl Brooks should have never been given, you know, <laughs> he should have never been given bail. Yeah, I'm going to read this again. On the show, Rivera made reference to Daryl Brooks, who was charged with six counts of first-degree intentional homicide on Monday following the Christmas trip parade tragedy. He compared the fact that Brooks had been allowed bail with Maxell being denied. I, I don't even have to say the argument broke out on the show when McDowell and Waters both argued that Maxwell was a flight risk. Rivera said, I'm outraged by the Maxwell case. You talk about Daryl Brooks, that creep run over his girlfriend, then killed six people. He's out on a $1,000 bail. Just Lane Maxwell has been in jail for 17 months with no bail. She's sitting in prison prior to trial, accused of events that happened you know, 20 years ago. McDowell interrupted to say that Maxwell was a flight risk. Rivera argued back that the accused offered to put up $28 million bond. Waters added Maxwell could flee to a country that does not extradite. Okay, there's your big smoking gun. What country are they talking about? Just laid. Maxwell is a dual Israeli citizen in Israel, was set up by the Costa Nostra to the Rothschild banking cartel as a non-extradition country so the mafiosa could go over there and hide. Read it again. Waters then said Rivera was defending a sex trafficker, to which he replied he was defending justice. McDowell replied that Maxwell deserves to sit in jail because she's a flight risk. She could flee to a country, unmentioned, that does not extradite to the U.S. as the trio began shotting to one another. McDowell continues, she's a flight risk because she was hiding during the COVID in the Northeast. <laughs> Here is the federal bail law. You were allowed in 1984, Congress passed a federal bail law that you're allowed to deny bail on two grounds, a flight risk or a danger to the community. Rivera then mentioned that Maxwell would hide if she was a flight risk, to which McDowell said she can hide overseas. Israel. Because nobody knows where the money is. Israel. She closed with way to stand up for a sex trafficker. So that was the big fight. So let's go into Geraldo Rivera. And I love doing this. I love reading from Wikipedia. I just read you what it says. Here's the interesting. Hi, reader. I'm going to read you this first. This is the eighth time that we've interrupted your reading recently. They're monitoring me on Wikipedia. Just, I got my cookies blocked. <laughs> this is the eighth time that we've interrupted your reading recently. So they're telling me right now they're monitoring what I look up on Wikipedia, which is good. I like that. I just let me know that I'm just not making stuff up when I tell you guys this. Geraldo Rivera, born. Rald Rivera, 1943, he's 80, years old. He's an American journalist, author, and political commentator. Early life, here we go, get ready, get ready, here we go, get ready for this one. Rivera was born at Beth Israel Medical Center in New York City, the son of Leland Nee Freeman and Alan Rivera, restaurant worker. He's basically a Puerto Rican father, and his mother was Jewish. He was raised mostly Jewish and had a bar mitzvah society. He grew up in Brooklyn and West Babylon, New York, where he attended West Babylon High School. Riviere's family was sometimes suggested of prejudice and racism, and his mother took 
spelling their surname as Rivera to avoid as to avoid having bigotry directed at them. Okay, so he's big pro Israel guy. He has to because he's Jewish. Just thought I'd mention that. And now he's defending just Lane Maxwell, who's Jewish, dual Israeli citizen. Is here's the question: Is Geraldo Rivera a dual Israeli citizen? I don't know. You got you guys can ask him if you talk to him. I mean, I don't know. But, but you know, why in the world is he promote, is he defending a unbelievably sick, sadistic, sex pedophile, pervert child trafficker, and saying that she should have bail? Uh, no, she shouldn't have bail. And you know, why again is the question I ask again every broadcast that I talk about this? Why are there only four girls that have come forward? Where are the rest of them? By the way, Alec Baldwin, another hardcore liberal leftist who likes to shoot people, apparently, on movie sets, he has now said the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. That's enough of that. I don't even know how a gun's supposed to discharge without pulling the trigger. I just thought I'd mention that's kind of crazy. And the point is this. You know, all of these things, when you read through them, they kind of make you stop and think. Now, I'm going to stop for one second here. I'm going to give you a little update, too. I have another good friend of mine. She's an international best-selling author. They have a very large Christian ministry. They got multiple campuses, about forty thousand people in attendance in their church. All right, they've got a private jet and you know mansions around the country, and you know we hear that over and over again. And they're extremely successful financially. And what's interesting about all of this stuff is I had a long discussion with her via Skype audio because she has bacterial pneumonia again from flying around on commercial airplanes, wearing a mask, promoting her latest book. Here's the problem I have with all of this. Number one, if you end up getting COVID or you end up getting bacterial pneumonia or you come down with this any variant they want to release nowadays, whatever they want to call it, and your immune system is really, really compromised, how much have you really accomplished by pushing and pushing and pushing and killing yourself? Hmm? I've asked you that question. Yeah, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, it says that, you know, it's better to have one handful with peace and tranquility than two handfuls with strife and chasing after the wind. I know so many people, and I'm not talking about my friends here. I'm talking about so many people in general that are wealthy, and they can't stop. They can't relax. they got to push and push and push and push and push. And my response is, for what? Another mansion? Another plane? You know, you see it. You know, Marcus Lamb said that, you know, Daystar Ministries is worth well over in excess of a billion dollars. Some people say multiple billions. He's dead. So the question is this. What is it going to take for some people to get their attention so they realize that the world that we see, it, the world that we're in is only temporary. It's temporal. We're only going to be here for a little while. And how hard do you want to push yourself? When I came down with pericarditis when I was in my 20s, I almost died. It was a very, very debilitating time in my life. I was in bed for three months, and I was pushing myself on caffeine. I was pushing myself and pushing my adrenals. And my word to you guys today is this, and this is to all of you because I love you, and I've prayed for you this morning. If you've got a really hectic lifestyle, if you're going, 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 you may be going, 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 gone to heaven. you got to calm down right now. You know, cancer rates are up all over the nation. Causes of death and mortality are up all over the world, all over the nation in the United States and globally right now because so many people have taken this 
immunosuppressant kill shot that's destroying their immune systems. You know, now they're shutting everything down again. Ask yourself a question. How much is enough? Now, many of you have got yourself into that, how should I say, hamster cage, hamster cage wheel. And because of certain choices you've made, maybe it's a big house payment, maybe it's a big car payment, maybe it's a bunch of ex-wives or ex-husband payments, I don't know. You've got to roll, roll, roll all the time. If you can at this point, it's important to try to extradite yourself from that stuff and get out of it and do the best you possibly can to readjust your lifestyle choices. Because, guys, right now, running yourself into the ground and destroying your immune system or going on hormone replacement therapy when you're in your 40s, which I've seen many times because you want to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, isn't good. Uh, many people feel as though that when you go on HRT therapy, hormone replacement therapy, that it starts to cause problems with the cardiovascular system. You know, a lot of these guys that go on steroids, they have problems with their cardiovascular systems and their blood vessels after they've been on heavy steroid cycles for extended periods of time. It's really important that we all stop and think about it, that it's not by power, it's not by might, it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Chill out, relax. I've lost too many friends in the last six months to this mess that are all gone. They're all dead now. They're, they're all in heaven, which is not a real bad place to go to. It's kind of a good place to go to, but not just yet. Relax and realize that you've got to calm down, take your supplements, take your vitamin C every day, take your D3K2, take your zinc, take your potassium iodide, take all of these things every single day to keep your immune system strong. Try not to wear masks. Try not to fly on commercial flights. If at all possible, if you've got to do a meeting, ask if you can do it via Skype. Just do it that way. I mean, so many people are working from home now. And don't try to travel all over the place right now. And stop trying to expose yourself and expose yourself to all of these different variants that are coming out. Guys, they are releasing multiple types of bioweapons. The reason they're doing that is because when you get through it the first time and your body builds immunity to it and antibodies against it, they know that if they expose you to it again, it won't affect you. So they have to release a different variant, different variant, different variant, different variant all the time. Give you more and more and more injections because your immune system become more and more and more dumbed down so they have a higher, higher kill rate. This name of this game is eugenics, and it's a nightmare they're dealing right now, and they're trying to force it on everybody. Think through your lifestyle choices. Take your supplements. You don't need – I'm going to meddle for a second. Don't get mad at me. Your kid doesn't need to, be in, they need to be in soccer and karate and football and baseball and hockey. Don't do that. Pick a sport if you want to do the one sport. You don't need to be running yourself ragged, you know, running a taxi service all day long, every single day for all of your children. All you do is rag them out too. Not necessary. Sorry to meddle today, but I had to get that out. Awesome. What do you think, Bud? What's your next story? Well, you're not wrong about that. And, you know, we've all seen that before. Is What's happened is now is the, the generations progressed. People want to be entertained, and they want to be basically excited by more and more things at a time. You know, back in the day, you could sit down and you could focus on reading a book, or you could have a conversation with somebody, or you could read the paper. Or you could focus on specific items. Well, what we've done now is the attention span has become so short in the United States – 
do a lot of the social media, do a lot of the news flicker rates, do a lot of the music videos and a lot of the movies, that now people have to have constant stimuli all the time. They have to be constantly entertained all the time. This is why the mainstream media news constantly changes up the stories every couple days with some more bogus BS that they want to entertain you with and keep you distracted. This is why the COVID narrative has collapsed on itself in a lot of cases with many people because so many people are just getting to the point now where they're like, this is asinine. You know, this is like the third season of the COVID variant now. We're in, we're in episode, you know, season three and the writers can't even come up with anything better anymore. It's the same thing over and over and over again. And exactly. most, people, most people pretty much realize, okay, even if, even if, let's say for a second, even if there is a new variant, say they're not lying which we already know they are, but say they're not. Say there is this new variant out there. It's out there. It's running around. Jump behind your mailbox. It'll jump out of your car. Got to watch out for it. But remember, as long as you're home by 9 p.m. at night, the variant can't get you. And remember, as long as you wear your mask while you're walking to your restaurant table, the virus can't get you. If you're sitting, you can take your mask off. Now, of course, you guys know I'm being extremely sarcastic. But what's happened is now, People are starting to wake up and realize the gig is up, even if they were telling us the truth. Here's the kicker. So what? Are we going to allow this to completely and totally control and run our lives permanently? The answer for me is no, it never has. I've had to bring it up on this show repeatedly for the last two years because I get nonstop phone calls, nonstop emails, and people that have come into the office, and they're downright terrified. I mean that seriously. I mean, they come to the office. They're like, dude, I don't know what to do. I'm like, what do you mean what to do? Well, I don't know what to do. I said, are you alive? Yeah. Are you healthy? Yeah. All right, man. Enjoy living. Be alive. Embrace the life you have now. Too many times you talk to people and you ask them, hey, bud, how are you doing today? And they go, well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting through it. Look at them go, getting through it. What, what, are you, what are you getting through? Well, you know, I'm, just, I'm getting through it. You know, I'm just getting through life right now. I said, well, what's, to get through to what? what where, where are you going? Well, I'm just getting through it. I said, what are you, are you getting through it to get to the end? Were you trying to fast forward the movie? Show up at the end? Well, no, no, no. I said, well, why are you trying to get through it? Why don't you say, I'm blessed and highly favored. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How are you doing today, my friend? Wow. All right. That's a response. You get me woke up, too. Always remember, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Just very, very clearly, explicitly stated in the Bible. You choose life. You choose death. Depends which one you want to talk about. Depends which one you want to speak over yourself. In most cases, not all the time, but in most cases, a person's health, a person's livelihood, a person's overall response to current situations in life is all about how they end up handling it and how they speak over it. If every day something happens and you go, oh, gosh, this is blah, blah, blah for me. I'm not going to speak a lot. I'm this and I'm that and I'm this and I'm that. And you hear them and you go, well, is that the way you want it to be? Daddy used to ask me a long time ago. Well, if you say something at the end of it, and that's the way I want it to be. You say, well, I, I just don't know what to do. I'm, I'm just getting through life. I don't know where I'm going with this because that's the way I want it to be. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, my friend. You have to understand there's a garden of weeds. You've got to call it a garden of weeds. and It can be a beautiful garden, 
But you got to address it, and you got to say, okay, I'm going to make this a garden. I'm blessed and highly favored, and that's the way I want it to be. What's going on right now, in my opinion, and this is from the very start, and I said this from the very beginning, all the way from the occultic sixes all over every store, every restaurant, every place of business, the number six on the wall, on the door, on the floor, everywhere. Was it accidental? Was it some random chance they picked the number six? They wanted to bring in that occultish atmosphere into every single facility across the country, and they did it. People complied. They put the sixes on the floor, on the wall, on the doors. Not a health master's. You'll never find that number posted anywhere in our office, period. I'm so funny. If I buy a vehicle, I make sure it doesn't have any more than one six in the VIN number. I heard a long time ago about an individual that bought a vehicle and had three sixes in the VIN number. Vehicle ended up getting wrecked. Not joking. Understand the meaning behind the numbers and what they're doing and the masking, how it's done to dehumanize you, to make you lesser of a person. That's why it's so annoying, and everybody's experienced this. You go to talk to somebody at a store, you ask them where something's at, and they come up to you, you got this mask below their eyes all the way back to their ears, and you're like, what? What would you say? Oh, <laughs> Can, can, can he just take the mask off? I said, I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of catching anything. Can, can we please have a conversation? And I've had people t- to take it down. They look around. Yeah, man, thank you. This, this thing's horrible to wear. I remember a guy came over when I was building my house one day. He, I think he was doing an uh, inspection and giving me a bit or something. He comes in with a big old mask on. And I said, dude, I really prefer you don't wear that. He takes off. He goes, oh, thank you, man. He said, you wouldn't believe how many people still want me to wear this. I said, please don't wear it. I said, it's offensive to me, quite frankly. I said, I can't read your facial expression. I said, I can barely hear you. I said, I don't like it. It's annoying to me. I said, if you really your preference and you really feel like you need to wear it because we're standing outside in the Florida sun and you're scared that I'm going to give you a virus that I don't have that has a 99.997% survival rate, I probably need to get a new rep out here. He started laughing. And that's what you have to remember now. So many people had become so terrified of this through the fear of the mainstream media. And God has not given us a spirit of fear. I had a listener and a customer send me a letter this week. Scott Solomon, great dude, came down here to the office, met him years ago, back in like 2019 from Jacksonville. And he wrote in one letter, he blatantly said, he said, dude, you, you encouraged me so much. It was great, you know, basically to meet you. You've helped me out a lot. And he, he went through some stuff in his life. I'm not going to bring it up on here, but you know he's he's a strong dude. He's been getting through it as far as pushing through and driving through and becoming more positive and expanding, you know, to a better person now and getting through the past. And that's what we always have to remember. Everybody's going through stuff. Everybody has. Everybody's always got stuff they're going through their head, mentally, physically, emotionally. Everybody's got stuff. You got to remember that. And so it's not necessarily that we're going to fix something by being positive to somebody, but we may be that beacon of hope to that one person you run into, and you go, yeah, bud, I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. I hope you are as well. How are you doing today? And they look at you and go, wow, I need to hear that. Like Dad said the other day, everybody likes to feel important. You know, compliment somebody on something. I've done it numerous times. I'll, I'll be you know, a, a cashier to store or something. Like, Man, I said, those nails look really good. I said to a black girl the other day, really sweet girl, had real fancy acrylic nails on. They were really cool looking. She was checking me out. I said, dude, those nails are really cool. And she looks at me and she goes, well, thank you, with a big old grin. You know, people like to feel important, and that's what we've kind of lost now over the last two years in this country. 
Nobody wants to care about being positive or being strong or standing up for what they believe or encouraging people. Everybody now is to a point – not everybody, but a large portion of everybody is terrified to be around everybody because they've been told to be scared of everybody for an invisible virus that hardly anybody has. And when you do have it, you have a 99.997% survival rate. Look at what they've done to humanity, my friends. Is this the legacy we want to leave in history? The most pathetic, pee-poor generation that's terrified of their own shadow? That when Fauci says, go in the closet, put on a mask, and suck your thumb, people do it? Because that bumbling buffoon bobblehead made a comment on national television? The man's a complete and total fraudulent criminal. He funded the Wuhan lab to make gain of function on this chimeric virus. And yet people are still actually listening to what he has to say. He completely compromised himself yesterday in the interview, if you guys saw this, when they were asking him about the restrictions that I mentioned earlier about people coming in to the country. And Dowsey from the Washington Free Beacon said, you advised the president about the possibility of testing requirements for people coming into the country. Does that include everybody? And Fauci said, the answer is yes. Dowsey said, what about these illegal border crossers? Fauci, well, that's a different issue. Whoa. This is what I said the other day, and I will continue to say this. I will not any time take this pandemic seriously to any level of extent until they actually shut down the borders. While they continue to open up the borders wide open, allow people in, fly individuals that are illegals that come across the border in Texas and are flying them to Florida still currently right now. Now they're doing it and dropping them off with federal agents to have them dispersed across our great state. Until they stop doing that, I will not take anything they say seriously at all. I wouldn't take it with a grain of salt. Because remember, when you know something is a lie and you know something doesn't make sense and you know that math doesn't add up, you have to use your concrete reasoning skills and go, you know what? This isn't right. This isn't okay. I'm going to question the narrative. I'm not going to listen to nonsense. doesn't matter how much they want to ridicule you, criticize you, lambast you, talk to you about how you're a science denier or you're, you're a racist because you don't think that this entire pandemic is real. Understand that is why they do it. There's a video that came out from the minister in Australia the other day. He came out and started hammering. Anybody in the alt media, he goes, there's a lot of fake news running around there in alternative media, and they're talking about what's happening in Australia, and it's simply not true. We're here to help everybody. We're, we're taking people to quarantine camps for their protection. It's literally what he said, and this is the part I, I laugh so hard. He goes, most of this information is coming from the United States and California, and there's people in their parents' basements in Florida that are putting majority of this information out. And I just started laughing, and I thought to myself, man. For somebody that wants to talk like you're educated, you really need to have some geographical lessons taught to you. We can't have basements in Florida, you moron. We're three feet above the water table. So before you make stupid comments like that in Australia, why don't you do some research and realize you're the one who's lying to everybody. You're the one who's making sure the Australian population is collapsing into tyranny and stop calling out people in Florida in their non-existent basements because you can't keep your narrative afloat in your country, Dad. What do you think? <laughs> I'm sorry, Austin. I had to mute my mic. I was laughing so hard. As soon as you started talking about the basements, I said, where? Where are the basements? Yeah. 
I dig. I take a shovel, and I'm not joking. You know, last year, I dug. I dug out my. I was digging in the backyard, and I dug two spadefuls, and I hit water, and I, I started laughing. I'm like, man, we live in a swamp, and uh, I do know one person. <laughs> he had to have a basement. He had to have a wine cellar. I, I know him. He's a good. He's a good friend of mine. And man, he built himself a fancy wine cellar. He actually had a. People coming from Austria, brick masons from Austria, and he built arches inside of this wine cellar underground. He's got two giant sump pumps running 24 hours a day, seven <laughs> days does. a week, keeping the basement from flooding. He had to seal the entire thing with waterproofing material. Then he has to pump out from underneath it so it doesn't intrude in. And he had to put in a huge generator with a thousand gallon propane tank in the event he loses power so his basement doesn't fill up with water. I kid you not. Carpenter's Home Church, the one that's been torn down now in Lakeland, it was built right on top of an artesian well, you know, under the water table, and they dug down into the main sanctuary because they have a slope on the floors, so you can see the priest or the pastor or whatever was there. It's all torn down now, and I remember they shut the pumps off. They had an emergency backup system in there also for a generator. They took it all out. Uh, Randy White, who's really not a nice person, I don't really talk much about him, but I'm not going to go any further than that. He ended up having the power turned off for various reasons, and the entire bottom of the sanctuary flooded. It filled up with water and filled up with mold and filled up with mildew. I mean, unbelievable what happened with this whole thing. And I, and I stop and I think about it. I go, wow. You know, basements in Florida. I just started laughing, so I, I got a kick out of that. Also, thank you so much. You kind of got me lightened up a little bit <laughs> today with that. And Austin's right. Think on the good things. Think on the things from God. That's what we got to think about. You know, don't get caught up in the things of the world. You don't need a new car every three or four years. You don't need that. If your car is running great, just keep driving it. Nowadays, you can't get any cars anyhow. All the lots are empty because they shut down the velocity of money so they wouldn't hyperinflate the currency like they did in the Weimar Republic as they tried to bring in their new world order and their one world currency along with the mark of the beast and all the other things that they're going to be doing. I mean, now they're fine. I just saw an article on, on Global on, on this morning. And it's talking about how they now have a chip that they can put underneath your skin for a vaccine passport. Yeah, already. They've got it right now. It was, it was on you know, Zero Hedge this morning. I've, I've gone ahead and posted it you know, on the website. So now we have a microchip for your skin just for your vaccine passport. Well, this is more than that. This is your Chinese credit score. It says a microchip containing your vaccine passport information can now be embedded in your hand. Because they want you to be able to scan everything as you walk in. And it's like Naomi Wolf said, as I quote her again, which I don't like her, but I'm, she's right. You know, this is all the – this is the Chinese credit score they're putting together. And this, this is what they want to do. And, and what people realize that people, everybody needs to get this. We're never, ever going to have full vaccine compliance because the control system that's doing this is going to require constant vaccine COVID booster shots. It's never going to happen. I mean, if you, if we really had a true pandemic out there that did have a 99.97 survival rate, if you let, unless you had a comorbidity or obese, you know, if we, if we really had a true vaccine or true problem like the bubonic plague running around, you were, you know, three quarters of the population dropped dead from this thing. It was so viral, so horrible. Okay. And they really, they really came out with a vaccine that really would do something, which they have not. I'm going to say that then maybe, you know, it might be something that we could do from a population standpoint. But none of those caveats have been met. Number one, unless you're, you know, obese or, you know, have diabetes or have other health issues or other health problems, this thing has a really high survival rate, unless you're over the age of 70. I mean, then you have all kinds of other issues that are also being affected on a regular basis because of your diet, because of your lifestyle choices. My mother-in-law had another friend who got vaccinated. This past week, and then they basically uh, found him 
in his bed, you know, dead the next day. He just died, died in the middle of the night's sleep. You think, well, wow, that's awful. Well, yes. Yeah, same thing my contractor happened to him two weeks ago. He died of a stroke in his sleep. And that was the end of him, you know, after he was vaccinated. The morbidities of people with the heart disease, diabetes, and cancer when they get these vaccines massively cause problems with the cardiovascular system and massively cause problems with stroke. We've talked about it in detail on Tuesday's show when I talked about it. It was like injecting razor blades with graphene hydroxide into your system. I mean, this is some serious mess they're doing to us right now, guys. And that doesn't even include the fetal cells and all of the spike protein production and the RNA stuff they're putting into you. All of this stuff is included in this kill shot. It's like a you know, hodgepodge of this is how quickly we can reduce the population of the planet shot. And that's what they really need to rename it. I mean, and you know, let me ask you another question. This is, this is an article by Leo Homan. And, and, I've, and I've got, I'm going to spell his name. It's, he's got some pretty good stuff. L E O H O H M A N N dot com. And I'm going to read you part of his article. Because I've said this now for the past two years, and everybody's kind of said to me, why are you picking on Donald Trump? Well, you know, I don't really like Donald Trump because he's a womanizer, and basically he's a liar, and the list goes on and on and on. And he really had a pretty good relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. You guys can read between the lines on that. And multiple girls and women filed lawsuits on him before his election that were covered up. But you guys can do your own research on that. And the question is, why is Trump given a hall pass on killer injections. You know, remember when you're in high school and, you, and, you know, we had to be, you know, have passes. You know, you'd go in the middle of the class, you go in the middle of the classroom and you say, you, you go to your teacher, you go, I gotta use the bathroom. And they'd give you like a hall pass and they'd let you go out and you could roam the halls freely to go to the bathroom. Oh yeah. And I've had hall passes before and I get stopped by an overprotected zealot, you know, instructor. What are you doing in the hallway? Uh, here's my pass. You okay. Well, why is hall, why, why is Trump getting a hall pass? I'm going to read you this. The vaccines now being forced on the global population are shaping up to be perhaps the most successful eugenics program in human history and the scam of the century in that these shots were being sold as a treatment that will keep you healthy. Wink, wink. Even the CDC admitted the injections have failed to prevent people from getting the very virus it purports to protect us from. Nor have they stopped people from being hospitalized, and they certainly haven't stopped that spread. Many of the unjabbed are no doubt catching the virus from their jab friends. The death tally attributed to COVID-2021 is already exceeding that of 2020 when there was no miracle vaccine available. And if we look at the most vaccinated countries in the world, Israel, Gibraltar, Denmark, and Singapore, they've all been experiencing a surge in deaths attributed to COVID, while at least vaccinated nations such as India and nations in Central and Northern Africa have the lowest rates. Of the, I'm, excuse me, let me read this. While the least vaccinated nations such as India and the nations in Central and Northern Africa have the lowest rates of infection and death. Look at Florida. <laughs> Don't move here, but look here, okay? We the, the highways are a nightmare. <laughs> it's like a parking lot on I-4 all the time. been that way for years now because everybody's saying we're a free state. My gosh, it's starting to start the Civil War. It's a free state. Go to the free state. And you're like, you know, why do, why do I have to go to a free state? It's supposed to be the United States of America. It's supposed to be the republic for which it stands. No, no, no. We have free areas now. And, and, and what it talks about in this article is what's happening as far as the lies. And he goes, yeah, for some reason, former President Trump, who received the Kabbalist Tree of Life Award. Oh, gosh, I forgot to say that. that that's not what it says. I'm adding that in. Continues to promote the vaccine as though it were a wonder drug sent from heaven upon him placing a personal takeout order. Trump says it's a great vaccine and thinks everybody should get it. 
Not coincidentally, it was Trump's administration that ordered the first debilitating lockdown in 2020. Imagine that somebody else is speaking about this now besides me. An unprecedented affair that saw churches and small businesses declared non-essential and shuttered the big shuttered with small businesses shut down while big box stores such as Amazon and online giants have basically profited greatly. Today's supply chain problems can be traced to that lockdown. That's the fact. The typical development scheduled for a vaccine is 10 years, but Trump brags about how several stages of testing were skipped so the COVID shots could be delivered immediately. So I ask, why is it that Trump gets off the hook for not only setting what amounts to be a globalized eugenics program in motion with his Operation Warp Speed, but now he continues to try to sell these same experimental gene-altering injections to his supporters as safe and effective? Hmm. I love this article. After being overrun by an army of Soros and Gates-funded fact-checkers debunking that the shots change your genetic code. Even Forbes magazine now concedes that the fact-checkers were selling us a pile of stinky manure, and the shots do change your DNA. Since leaving office, Donald Trump has repeatedly encouraged his supporters to receive the mRNA shots offered by Pfizer and Moderna, or the viral vector DNA injections offered by Johnson & Johnson. Also, why did Trump not pardon, I'm adding this, the almost thousand people that were arrested from the January 6th protests. Why? Why didn't Donald Trump fire Fauci when he knew what an unbelievable fraud that he was? Hmm? What do they know about Donald Trump, who had a buddy of Jeffrey Epstein? Started asked that. Back to the article. Moderna is a relatively new company that shares a patent on its mRNA shots with the National Institutes of Health, an arm of the federal government. No conflict of interest here. Pfizer and Johnson Johnson are central players in the biomedical pharma complex that was created with seed money from the Rockefeller Rothschild family back in the early 20th century. Both of these players have a checkered history of manufacturing drugs to get approved by the FDA, only to later be found to cause serious health side effects, including death. Just a quick sidebar, 50% of the drugs that are approved by the FDA within five years have their warning labels changed or are taken off the market because of side effects that were undisclosed. Trump claims to be the premier champion of the American first policies. I've yet to hear a single reporter from the left or right ask him to explain how it helps America to shoot experimental gene-based vaccines into their bloodstream loaded with graphene hydroxide, which the chief medical officer Moderna compared to a computer operating system to the bodies of every man, woman, and child. Illegal immigration is a serious problem. Trump likes to talk about and, rightly so, could destroy the U.S. as a sovereign nation over a period of a couple of decades. And these vaccines have the potential to destroy a country in a couple of years. But yet the people that are brought into the country through illegal immigration are not forced to have vaccinations. They're clearly genocidal bioweapons being waged by globalists against the Western democracies in preparation for the Great Reset. Now, I'm adding some stuff to this as I read it. These shots serve as a destroyer of bodies and a disruptor of economies. The goal is that out of a chaos of a new system, a new global order can emerge based on digital programmable money and a more controlled digital society inhabited by fewer people. You know, I really love it when somebody sounds like they've been listening to the Ted Nelson Brower show. I, I know that sounds that sounds awful, doesn't it? But And they write an article like this that I could have written. And you go, wow, okay, it's coming across. People are finally getting it. People are starting to wake up. And I really, really like that. Now, it says compliments of the COVID blog. Here are five examples in 2021 where Donald Trump played cheerleader for the kill shot. Trump to Fox News, Maria Bartiromo. It's a great vaccine. It's a safe vaccine, March 2021. Number two, Trump encourages all Republicans to receive the vaccines on Sean Hannity, April 2021. 
Number three, Trump to New York Post. I'm all in favor of the vaccine, April 22nd, 2021. Number four, Trump tells crowd at Alabama rally, I recommend you take the vaccines, August 2021. Number five, Trump tells the conservative radio host, John Fredericks, I'm very proud of the vaccines, September 2021. Quote, I am a strong believer you wouldn't have vaccines if it wasn't for me, arrogant. Mm. And please, I love our people, so I want our people to take the vaccines, end quote. Yeah, that's what Trump is. So, guys, when you hear the Q stuff coming back up, the General Flynn, who's also very compromised, has said is basically hocus-pocus nonsense. Don't listen to this stuff, guys. And whatever you do, don't vote for Donald Trump. And don't say to me, Donald Trump was better than Joe Biden. No, he wasn't. They're both being controlled by the same man behind the curtain from the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Same guy. Same international banking, Kabbalist, Luciferian network. Controls the CFR and all the rest. They control the presidency of the United States. Until we shake ourselves loose from the shackle of the Federal Reserve Banks, we are never going to have our country back. That's just a fact. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, for he is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. Through Christ, all things are possible. You can do all things through him. I love you guys. I appreciate you so very much. Finish it up, Austin, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And as we continue to see the narrative implode, you know, we were told, oh, well, you know, it's got to be 70% to get to the, you know, the uh, herd immunity. Then, then, of course, that disappeared. Then it's, well, we need 100% or 95% to get herd immunity. Oh, well, herd immunity doesn't work anymore, and natural immunity doesn't work anymore. So now we need to have 98% full vaccination. That's what Biden said the other day. 98% of Americans need to be vaccinated before we can turn to normal, pretty much. And what's ironic is you could already see it's going to be an absolute hilarious Thing, which I don't think they'll ever get to 98% because I think the vast majority of Americans now that are awake are not going to comply with this. Almost everybody I know is starting to wake up. And I've said this before. If you made a mistake in the past or you got bullied into something and you got the injection, all right, man, deal with it. It is what it is, but learn from mistakes. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. It's exactly what they're trying to push. The shot didn't work, so you need the two shots. We got the two shots. Those don't work. Now you need the booster. Well, the booster's not working either for the new variant. Now you need to get the variant booster. Guys, how long are people going to keep buying this? And I mean that sincerely. I don't know. I don't know how long people are going to keep believing this nonsense. I mean, it's almost it's almost comical. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it is turning into a full-blown joke. Because at some point in time, if you have, deductive reasoning you got to go this isn't making any sense if you've had your two shots and your booster shot and your fourth variant shot and you're mad at me for being naturally immune to it how does that work out you fully injected with all types of sludge in your body and you're supposedly protected so why are you mad at me that i have natural immunity and i choose to allow my body to handle its immune system naturally doesn't make sense the concept isn't there there is no science to back any of this. Realize what they're saying, and it's a lie, and you got to get the truth out there. So thank you again for the support, my friends. If you guys saw 
lot of people were asking me about it. I got another brand new fresh batch of the magnesium brain food in stock. So went ahead and did a summer sale on it. That will be on sale shortly for a short period of time. I don't know how long we're going to run the sale for. It's based on a lot of the inventory we have. But the magnesium theonate, one of the only, pretty much the only magnesium that's been shown to pass through the blood brain barrier. I've also gotten reports that it helps out significantly with leg cramps. I've had that from a lot of, a lot of ladies actually have told me that. And I've also told helps out with headaches. And the thing that I found out now with repeatedly is I've had a few people tell me this that have been trying to get recovered from alcoholism and getting back and basically staying away from that is that the magnesium brain food can actually help out with alcohol cravings, which I found to be very interesting. So it's a great product. A lot of people love it. It's one of our best-selling products on sale right now for 20% off. Rarely ever go that steep on this product because you guys know it's unbelievably expensive to manufacture. So that would be on sale for a short time. So thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Thank you for supporting healthmasters.com. If you need anything, you're going to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. Thank you again for standing up for truth and standing up what's right. We really appreciate the support, and thank you again for standing your ground. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.